first Wednesday of the month, that's typically uh, when we'll do healing services. So uh, it's for all. If you're well, I, you know, good for you. Stay, stay strong. Live long. Uh, if you in particular came because you have physical ailments and sicknesses or injuries or problems in your body, I want you to know uh, that the Lord wants you to be well. He wants you to be healed. That just simply is the truth. And, and I want to share a little bit along those, those lines tonight. And then we'll, uh, then we'll pray, we'll minister, we'll lay hands on, on those who want uh, healing in their bodies. Uh, well, those who still need it by the time we get to that. Because sometimes, you know, people accidentally get healed too early. <laughs> and we say, we want to pray for you. And it's like, well, too late, I'm already healed. You know, and uh, we're okay with that. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like on Sunday morning sometimes uh, we're doing a salvation call. And I'll say, now listen, on three, I want you to lift up your hands in the air. And people, people go, no, I didn't say three yet. Put that back down. You can't get saved yet. <laughs> Obviously, it's okay. So uh, feel free to be healed anytime you want tonight. You can do it without, uh, you know, permission. Um, you can interrupt the service if you want. Generally, we do not like interruptions. Uh, although, when people get healed right in the middle of the service, that's interrupt-worthy. Interrupt Amen? All right. If you do have a Bible with you, uh, or have it on your phone, it'd uh, be great if you could turn with me to Isaiah chapter 53. All right. We are here to minister healing, like I said, to the sick, to the afflicted. Um, healing has always been a part of the gospel. You know, the gospel is good news. And we know what the gospel means for uh, eternity. How about good news? You don't have to go to hell. You get to go to uh, heaven forever. <laughs> That's good news. But how many know the Lord has a lot of good news for us this side of heaven? Yeah? And one of the, one of the aspects of that good news is divine healing. It is restoration and recovery for the physical body. We know we live in a fallen world, and, and we know because of the curse of sin on the earth, our bodies, uh, you know, sometimes have issues, and, and they all age. <laughs> no matter how much you love God, you're still going to get old. And, uh, and so we need His help. We need divine intervention to sustain us, to keep us strong, and to fix things because of disease or sometimes because of injuries and so forth. We need the power of God. Uh, I've been a part of uh, ministering, healing, and being a part of healing ministry for decades now, uh, both in receiving for myself and enjoying God's best, and, and, and then also in ministering healing to others. Uh, so if anyone wants to try to talk me out of this, <laughs> good luck, because <laughs> you're too late. You know, I remember one time someone, someone wrote to us, and, and they were stating some things about healing, and they obviously didn't know what we know, but, and they didn't really believe in some of this, and every time they'd mention the word healing, they'd put it in quotes. Healing. <laughs> you know, basically implying that it wasn't real. I think that's what they were saying. Healing. <laughs> and uh, I kind of chuckled at that. It's, it's like, uh, wow, it'd be like me, you know, like you've, you wrote a letter to me and were telling me about your car and, hey, I've got this car and I'm going to get this new car. And I wrote back to you and said, oh, you're getting a car. Uh, good for you. Yeah. Huh. 
a car, huh? Wow, amazing. It's like, how many know I wouldn't be able to talk you out of the reality of cars? And I wouldn't be able to, uh, with my, you know, sarcasm or whatever, I wouldn't be able to talk you out of the reality that you have a car. And that it goes places. And you drive it. Why? You've been there too many times. Yeah? And when it comes to the power of God, some of us have seen it too many times. We've been around it. We've experienced it firsthand or through others. And what, you're going to try to have a theological talk and say, that didn't happen? (laughs) Uh, Hello, McFly. You know, (laughs) it's like, no, this is the real deal. And uh, I'm just so thankful we can be a part of it. You know, it does, we, it, we're not the source of it, the origin. It's not because we're so smart or we, you know, it's just because God is good. It's by His grace that we know anything. It's by His grace that we can get out of bed in the morning. You know, uh, I mean, we're just so thankful that He's helping us. And, and believe, believe this tonight, that no matter what your history is or where you've come from or what you know or don't know, if you know a lot but don't have the victory in your life, okay, don't rely on that. If you know very little, if you're skeptical of all this, fine. Lots of people have been there. Let's believe this, that the grace of God will work towards you to help you to get it. To see it, to understand it, to embrace it, amen, to experience His goodness. And I know this for certain. He wants to help every one of us. you, You don't, I mean, if we could comprehend how much He loves us, I think... That would satisfy us for at least a thousand years. <laughs> and he totally does it. And he's working to help us. And so I, I want to I look you know, at the very foundation. I like to look at this passage at least every few years. Uh, I mean in a context of, of, of teaching. Because it's, it's kind of the foundation of what we do regarding healing. I mean, we can go back to God's will in the Garden of Eden before sin. We can talk about the love of God and all these different aspects to approach healing from these angles, and they're all valid. But the kind of the basis for us praying for, you know, ministering to, laying hands on the sick, it starts right here in Isaiah 53. Because this is well before Jesus ever came, but this was one of the Old Testament prophets prophet Isaiah, and he, by the Spirit of God, was able to look into the future, and he could see Jesus, all right, and say, well, what did he see? Well, I guess he saw what he wrote, all right? I don't know that he saw everything like we do looking backwards, but he saw in the Spirit for, for sure what was happening to Jesus when he went to the cross, because how many know on the outside, what the Jews and the Romans, those who were there, when they saw the criminals and then they saw Jesus being up on the cross, what did they see? They saw Jesus to some their Savior, to some, you know, they didn't know who he was. But they saw a guy getting the pulp beat out of him. He was tortured. He was ravaged. Hardly even looked like a human being anymore. He was so brutalized. He's nailed to the cross. That's what they see. That's what they saw. How many know there was much more to it than that? See, there was a spiritual element that no one uh, could see from their, from their vantage point. In fact, much of what was happening behind the scenes was not revealed until Paul came along and God showed him all this stuff. And we read about it in, in, you know, in Ephesians and Colossians and different places. We read about what really took place when Jesus was on the cross. 
But Isaiah got a pre-glimpse. Okay, and this is helpful because many, you'll see often that what God does, first he says it, then he does it, and then others point back to what he did. And so Isaiah saw it and said, this is going to happen. And then the New Testament writers came along and said, you know what Isaiah said? This is what that was. This is what that meant. And so jumping just right in the middle of this, this passage here in Isaiah 53, and beginning in verse 3, we'll just read 3, 4, and 5. It reads, this is talking about Jesus, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Notice those words, sorrows and grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. There's those two words again. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Someone said, well, he he was smitten by man. He was whipped by the Romans. He was put on the cross, but there was something spiritual going on here. Right? And you know what it was. It was our affliction being put on him as a substitute. Okay? Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement... For our peace was upon him, or uh, here's another way to say that. The Amplified says, the chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being. Okay, so he was chastised with what was needed for us. He, it was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So there's a whole bunch written in, in, in this passage and, and let's just get the, the main, just the main meat of it. It is often um, interpreted by some that what Jesus took or what he paid for in regards to our healing was simply emotional. Uh, it was mental. And, and sometimes people have interpreted that passage that way. And, that's, and, and listen, there are lots of Christians around the world who, when it comes to physical healing, they don't have a, a clue about what it is. And this passage has been interpreted for them to mean, well, the Lord will heal the brokenhearted and that's it. You know, not getting, not getting into the physical body. Because, well, grief. Okay, yeah, grief. Like when, the, like when a loved one dies, you know, he'll help you with that grief. Or sorrow. If you feel bad and you're sorrowful, he'll help to, to bring joy back to you. And I believe he'll do all that for sure. All right? But, but really, these words, griefs and sorrows, are, you know, that, they're not complete the way they're translated that way in English. They don't give us the full meaning. In fact, those same words, the word griefs is a Hebrew word, uh, koli. Um, it's also translated in numerous passages as sicknesses. So, I mean, I could give you references, Deuteronomy 7.15, Deuteronomy 28.61, 1 Peter 17.17, 17, 17, 2 Kings 1 and 2, uh, 2 Kings 8 verse 8. That same Hebrew word was translated sicknesses, but in this passage, you know, I've heard stories about translators and some of them saying, and I can't verify 100%, but it makes you wonder why they translated, you know, griefs and sorrows 
uh, but some have said that they thought they were going to fall right into the hands of the, those divine healing believers. And so they didn't use the word sickness because they knew if it was put on Jesus, then it's settled. And so they translated them more in the mental realm of griefs and sorrows. But really, that is the word sicknesses. So uh, he was wounded. You know, he was, uh, let's see, surely, verse 4, he has borne our sicknesses. Jesus bore our sicknesses. Say that out loud. Okay, and the second word is sorrows, which is the Hebrew word macabre. It would correctly be translated, or it could also be translated as pains. Pains. Anybody ever had any pain? Okay, Jesus had pains. Job 33, 19, Jeremiah 51, 8, same Hebrew word translated as pains. Okay, say, well, obviously Jesus took our pains, but again, it goes beyond just the physical pain. Okay, when Jesus was whipped, you know, when he was beaten and bruised and striped and he was being brutalized, yes, there was pain there, but it was more than physical pain. Remember, remember, Isaiah is looking in the spirit because how many know we think of sin and obviously you can't see that. What did that look like? Really, when it comes to disease, it was more than physical because it was the root cause of all disease. It was the source of all pain, of all sickness, of all infirmity. Because when you really think about it, if he bore all the sin and all the sickness and all the disease of the world instantly, well, there are a lot of diseases, you know, around. (laughs) And, And he would be dead instantly. Yeah? But he was bearing the curse the root cause of all this, and that's why the language is used that by his stripes we are what? Healed. Healed is the word Rapha. You ever heard of Jehovah Rapha? The Lord our healer. So by his stripes we enter into the work of the Lord the healer because Jesus took that we're healed. That the word that the word translated um, healed. It means to cure. It means to mend. It's translated as heal, physician, make whole. Okay. So all this was happening. This spiritual activity, this great plan of redemption, was designed so at the end of it, you and I walk free from sickness and pain. I mean, he went through a lot to ensure this. He did a whole bunch to guarantee that what we're doing here tonight would work. Because he wanted it to work for you, for every single one of us. He didn't bear the sickness of a few, of a select handful. No, he bore the sickness and disease of everybody. And so, the statement that we sometimes make, Jesus died for our sins. I mean, that's a scriptural statement. That's a biblical. I can give you a reference on that. That's a true statement. But how many know it's not a complete statement? That's, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't fully exhaust or explain all that Jesus went through on the cross, that he just died for our sins. We're most thankful for that because <laughs> that's eternity. But very clearly, we see in scripture that he died for some other stuff that people are dealing with. 
Now, how many recognize that uh, if he died for my sins and then I die for my sins, someone died unnecessarily. In other words, if, if, if Jesus suffered and paid the price and even went to the belly of the earth, if I die and go to hell, what a waste. That was totally unnecessary. I didn't have to go. Why? He already went for me. All right. If I am suffering, um, let me, or I could say it this way. If I die of sickness and disease, and Jesus also died of sickness and disease, someone's doing this extra, something extra going on here. If he died for my sickness and disease, and then I do, whether fully or partially, because, you know, mostly dead, you know, uh, some people, sickness is a, is a death condition that works progressively or fully. If I am dying for, um, for that same reason, it is also unnecessary. Everybody say it with me. Say, I refuse, I refuse. to die. For what Jesus died for. Say, I refuse to suffer for what Jesus suffered for. Yeah. And this is the mentality we have to have that we are not going to let what he did go to waste in any way. We're not going to let it go unutilized. I mean, he, he paid a serious price. Amen. And so we take advantage of it. We say, oh, all right, I see what's going on here. Bless God, I'm not going to let this opportunity pass me by. I'm not going to let what Jesus went. One lash whoosh, go to waste. You know, I know, I know some uh, medical experts have classified all disease in 39 different categories. Interesting how in, in their day that that's how many stripes they would give people. So when Jesus was whipped... 39 times, you know, it seems like a kind of a cool correlation that it matches up with all the diseases. You can be sure yours is covered. You can be sure whatever's going on, there was a whipping for that. Jesus was brutalized for it. And, uh, and so I just don't want to have these things born twice. You know, we, we can say it this way, provision has been made uh, for everyone's healing. Now, uh, sometimes I hear people say it like this. I believe that God still heals today. Well, that's a true statement. I just think it's a little bit weak. Because when you just say, well, I believe God still heals today, it kind of leaves you out of the, the equation. Yeah, but <laughs> does he heal me? But when we recognize that provision was made for everyone's healing, he created it. He filled the pool. It's filled to the top. Whoever wants to can jump in. Provision is made for everyone's healing. Say, well, how do we get it? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, say, can, can you pray for it? You can. You can pray. Why, why can you pray for it? Because it's been provided. It's been made available. There is a supply to draw upon. It's already there. We're, in other words, we're not trying to get God to produce it. 
we're not trying to convince him to make some healings or to do some healings. No, provision has been made for everyone. Everybody okay? Um, I want you to think about two words. Two words. They're, they're commonly used words among uh, uh, church-going people, for sure. And uh, even if you're not, uh, you know these words. One word is the word save. All right? Many of us will say, I am saved. Right? We will point back to a time when we made Jesus the Lord of our lives. And we'll say, that's when I got saved. And that's true. That's, that's good. That, that word... Uh, I know I'm doing lots of language words today, but it fits what I'm talking about. The Greek word save is the word sozo or sozo, depending how you want to pronounce that. It's S-O-Z-O, sozo. And this word that's translated save means more than I'm forgiven of my sins and I'm going to heaven. This word save, when you say I am saved, did you know that you're also saying I am delivered I am protected, I am preserved, I am healed, I am made whole. And sometimes, see, we we set that aside in our mind, and we think healing uh, or forgiveness. I receive the Lord and I'm saved. How about I receive the Lord and I'm healed? And really, if we we haven't been religiousized and kind of downgraded in our mentality away from the fullness of the power of God, what we would see is these things work together. Because why? They were paid for at the same time. Same time Jesus was suffering, he covered it all. In fact, there was, uh, I believe it was uh, T.L. Osborne, who, was a, who ministered to many, many millions of people uh, when in his ministry. Uh, I believe it was he who said, if I can speak to a group of people that have never been touched by uh, some form of Christianity or some form of religious Christianity in any way. He said, when, if I can be first to talk to the group, he said, every one of them, when they receive Jesus as their Savior, will be healed instantly. And, he, and he's not just speaking philosophically. He had the experience of doing that. And, uh, and I know, uh, uh, you know, I haven't been to untouched groups in, in that sense, but I, have, I know others who have in different countries. They've gone out to some different remote islands and different places, and, and they, they would tell me, we would, we would pray with people to receive Jesus as their, as their Savior, and as we're praying, their blind eyes would open. As they're saying, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, they'd start speaking in tongues too. Everything would just happen at once. And say, well, why doesn't it happen that way uh, for everyone? Because we don't, we're not even on that same page. We're not even thinking that. All we think of is forgiveness of sins. And guess what? That works. <laughs> Someone's forgiven of their sins or given eternal life. But really, in the mind of God, when Jesus went to the cross and suffered all these things, it was full and complete. It was a full package deal of all his blessings, spirit, soul, and body. And so the very word save, it does include, it, it, it not only means forgiveness of sins or salvation from hell or saved from sin. It means saved from disease and made whole. Hallelujah. I like that word whole. Anybody like the word whole? Whole H, not H-O-L-E. <laughs> Pastor PJ, it's not. Uh, so, oh, he's in the other room. <laughs> it's W-H-O-L. It's whole. That means 
um, if my finger's gone, that's not whole. You know, it's not just healed, my finger doesn't hurt, it's boop, fingers whole. Yeah? You guys remember uh, our friend, our friend uh, Minister Joe Morris uh, talking about that, how he had that, that word of knowledge in, the, in, in, a, in a service one day about, about knuckles. And, uh, and he's thinking someone's got a, uh, you know, pain in their knuckles or injury or something like that. And, and when the person comes forward, he's got this word of knowledge, he said, come forward. And they came forward and they were, I, th- I think they were missing like three of their fingers at the knuckle. He thought, oh, <laughs> <laughs> brain tweak <laughs> and, uh, and and, and well he, he was talking about how there was this group of of teenagers in the service that weren't paying attention they're goofing around the whole time and talking it was quite dis- uh, a disturbance and they weren't respecting god or the other people there or anything that's going on until this happened <laughs> Because he called that person forward. He said, well, all right, that's what the word was. So in the name of Jesus, and those fingers went, broom, just like that. And the fingers that weren't there from the knuckle out, they grew out right in front of everyone's eyes. He said, it had their attention the whole rest of the night. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone's focused now. Wow, God's really doing things. Say, so you believe that? I totally believe that. Totally believe that. Why, why, why would I not? Hey, I'm not going to be quick to not believe stuff. And, of course, we know him personally. So, uh, But I'm quick to believe things. Hallelujah. The, the other word, I said there was two words. One of them is save. The other one is salvation. So a similar word, salvation. It's the, the Greek word uh, is soteria. All right? And, and so we sometimes say, I received my salvation or I was saved. Soteria came, carries some of that same conno, connotation. Um, different Greek word, but it, you know, it means rescue or safety, but um, it's translated as deliver, it's translated as health, as salvation, save, and, and so forth, but it's, a, it's the same kind of thing. It carries with it a connotation of more than just forgiving, forgiveness of sins and save from hell. It includes salvation in this life, all right? So have you received salvation? Well, if you can say yes, then you're, you may not know that you're saying it, but you're saying, I've received healing for my knees. I've received help for my, you know, arthritis. I've, re- I've received healing for my mental problem. I've re- you know? It's all in there. Yeah. And I, and I just want to, want to encourage you tonight um, along these lines. Uh, you, you remember the one t- day... Uh, when uh, the disciples, if you read in the Gospels, where the disciples went out on the sea, and there was a great storm, and their lives were in jeopardy, and Jesus wasn't with them because he was, you know, praying and stuff, and, and then he came out there walking on the water. And uh, it's very interesting that it says, it says in, the, in one of those passages, one of those accounts, it said Jesus would have walked right past them. <laughs> so they're struggling in the huge waves, and Jesus is out there, huh? <laughs> He was going to walk right by him, saw him struggling and so forth. And, uh, and I know this, that, that it's a New Testament fact that the Lord is, is present. He said he would never leave us. So it's not like there's never an opportunity. But there's also, uh, there are opportunities that make themselves available to us. And in a figurative sense, if Jesus is walking by, you might want to yell out. <laughs> you might want to say... 
What am I saying by this? I'm saying we're in a service right here, now, tonight. The power of God is present to heal. And, 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 and Jesus has paid for it all. Determine in your heart right now, I'm not leaving the way I came. I'm not leaving with the pain. I'm not leaving with the sickness. I'm not going out of here without, without it. I'm not going to let this opportunity pass me by. Amen, amen. God is good. And so let me, let me show you one more verse over in Romans. Uh, Romans chapter 10. This is another well-known uh, passage of Scripture. Uh, but I want, you, I want you to think about uh, healing and wholeness, restoration, all these things. In, the, in this regard, because Jesus already took the stripes, bore our sicknesses, bore our pains, that fact is finished. You can't do anything to make him take that back. It's just already, it just already is. And so provision is made for everyone's healing. Um, that's reality. What we, what we want to do is embrace reality. Say, is it possible for us to live outside of it? Yes. There is a cursed reality, if you will, if you will a physical reality. What we're saying is, I'm going to embrace kingdom reality. I'm going to say, what God said about me is true. What Jesus did for me on the cross is a fact. I'm just going to embrace that. In other words... How can I say that another way? Let's fill the room up with water. We're all swimming around in it. It just is. How many know we're swimming around in the water? We're not saying, Lord, would you give us some water? In other words, I'm just really hoping it's the will of God that we have water tonight. It's abundant. It's everywhere. It surrounds us. It's a provision of God. There's enough for everyone. More than enough. Almost like the forgiveness of sins. Well, in fact, exactly like the forgiveness of sins. We don't have this thought. We think there's enough left? Or do you think he really wants me to be forgiven? You would say, well, wait a minute. He wants you. That's the reason Jesus died. So we quickly go, on, go beyond that question. And we must go beyond it in regards to other things he suffered for. Do you think he wants me? He'll uh, want you. He suffered. I'm sure, I mean, if I were him and I could have a few less stripes, I'm taking it. No, but he wanted all, he wanted there to be enough for everyone. To cover every disease. To cover every affliction. Mental, physical, emotional, injuries. Everything, the physical body, want to cover it all and make it available for everyone. So now, whoever will grab a hold of it, whoever will put a draw on it. I'll finish with that in a second. Romans 10, you know this is, the, this is salvation stuff here. But think about it in the context of what we're talking about. Romans 10 verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. You will be what? Saved. Yeah. What, what's that word again? Saved. What's the Greek word? Sozo. 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 It, it, you will be, so we could say, healed. Yeah. What? 
If I confess that Jesus is Lord, if I believe that God raised from the raised him from the dead, I'll be healed. Yeah. I mean it's not a special prayer? That's special. I can believe that and I'll be healed, delivered, set free, protected, preserved. Amen. Yet when it comes to forgiveness, we accept that real quick. Without it, yep. Someone prays that. I, I believe in Jesus. I believe he was raised from the dead. I make him my Lord and my Savior. You're going to heaven. And we don't question it. I mean, and if, if the person ever does and say, man, I don't really feel saved today. You don't feel saved. What in the world does feeling have to do with being saved? We would, we would talk them right out of that and say, you're not saved because you feel saved. You're not loved because you feel loved. You're not going to heaven because you have goosebumps today. You're going to heaven because you did what he said to do. Because Jesus paid the price and you said yes. So let's not do that to, to the other aspects of salvation and add all these qualifiers. Well, but have you. And start disqualifying people from their salvation. Everybody okay? Four, verse 10, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto, what? What's the, what's the Greek word? No. Soteria. Good. You got it. Confession is made unto soteria. Again, unto our healing, unto our deliverance. Confession is made unto our victory. In all areas, spirit, soul, and body. Yeah. Amen. And so, maybe you've received Jesus as your Savior. But have you received Him as your healer? I know, say, well, it's the same thing. I know it is, but sometimes it's not in our own mind. Huh? Maybe some of us should get saved here a minute. <laughs> you know what we're talking about? Let's, let's, pray, let's pray a prayer of salvation. Ready? Uh, first, first, first we'll use the words. Uh, first we'll do salvation. Because there may be those today. And you're here. And you've never received the Lord as your Savior. The forgiveness of your sins. Eternal life. And you want to. So I want to go to heaven. <laughs> Good choice. I recommend it. Ready? Let's do that. And then we'll do the next one for, for everyone else. Or for everyone. Not for everyone else, but for everyone. And if you've already done it, say, I already have this, I believe this, good, say it again. You know how many times I've prayed the prayer of salvation? It wasn't for me, you know. I mean, I believe the first time, I pray it with other people. And, uh, I, you know, I'm built up every time I do it. Amen. Say it out loud with me. If you want to get saved right now, let's do it. But everyone say it. Say, dear God in heaven, I thank you for sending Jesus your only son to die for me on the cross he took my sins he bore the punishment so I could receive forgiveness I believe he died for me he paid the price completely he was raised from the dead he's alive today I receive him now as my savior I receive the forgiveness of my sins I give all my heart and all my life to you. And now I'm born again. Now I'm forgiven. 
And now I'm in right standing with you. Forever and ever I will be. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, now, now, if you just got saved, good. That's more important than anything else. All right. But now, uh, just, just for a refocusing of our minds, because it's really all one thing. But let's just substitute the words. All right. And I didn't memorize that, so it'll come out different. All right. All right. So say it out loud with me. And since, since we're all born again now, all right. Say, Father God, I thank you that Jesus died for my, sorry, died for me on the cross. He took stripes. He was punished. He was bruised. He was whipped for my sickness and disease and pain and infirmity. And by his stripes, I am healed. So I receive Jesus as my healer now. I receive all that what, all what he died for. It is my reality in my body and in my mind. Jesus, I make you my healer today. I confess you as Lord. And by your stripes I am. Healed and made whole. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. So how many know uh, we don't base our, the forgiveness of our sins on a feeling? And how many know we don't base our healing on a feeling? What do we base it on? What do we base it on? I heard some good answers and some not so good answers. Uh, let's do this. We base it on Jesus on the cross, paying the price, being our substitute for us. There are other correct answers you could say. I base it on God's word. But basically all we're saying is, I believe what he did more than what I feel. My healing is not a feeling, it's a fact. My healing is an established reality in God's kingdom. And I choose to embrace God's kingdom and not the course of this world the way it goes. Yeah. Amen. And so basically the way this works then in our physical reality is because forgiveness and healing and deliverance and restoration and wholeness, all that has been provided in full. There is a full supply, a full provision for the whole world to enjoy. What we do now is simply access it. It's there. It's, if you are a child of God, it belongs to you. If someone's not saved, it's still available to them. Why? It's just, it's just I can't change it. I don't have to talk God into it. I don't have to be good enough to get it. It just is. Okay, so what we do then, our part of this equation, is simply to access it. In other words, we are bringing things out of the spirit realm into the physical realm. In the spirit realm, 100%, everyone, all the time. In the physical realm, this is why we implement the tools the Lord has given us. Things like prayer. Uh, exercising authority, you know, speaking to the mountain, commanding in the name of Jesus, 
Um, we, we use things like action. In other words, hey, Jesus bore my knee problem. And if he took it, if he bore it, that means I don't have to bear it. And so I'm getting up. Many people get healed that way. It almost seems like, almost sounds too good to be true. It almost sounds too easy. But they do the math. Wait a minute. He did this. He did this for me. And therefore I am. And so I'm getting up. We've seen many people do that with food. You know, I can't eat dairy. You know, which, what, what's the other way to say that? No more happiness. <laughs> or, you know, I can't eat this. Uh, but Jesus died for me. He, he bore all sickness and disease. By his stripes, I'm healed. <laughs> I'm going out to eat. And serious, I'm not telling you to do it that way. I'm just saying you do whatever you want. I'm just saying some people's faith leads them to take steps. And that's one of the ways what they're basically doing is accessing stuff that exists in the spirit realm. You know, we have a story after story after story of people who got healed in the Bible and they didn't even pray. I don't mean that prayer is not relevant. You can pray for healing, and the reason God can give it to you is because he already made it available. He's just going, here you go. If you ask for healing, what's the answer? Well, it's yes. We know the scripture says all his promises are yes. Why are they yes? Because he already died. He already defeated it. So you can ask, that's, or it can be a command of faith. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Remember, uh, Jesus met up with Peter's mother-in-law one day. She had a fever. Jesus, but Scripture said Jesus rebuked the fever. In other words, he didn't pray about it. He just said, fever, I rebuke you, or something like that. And the fever said, ooh, I'm out of here. Well, I added that. He didn't say that, but the fever left, right? So these are just different ways um, uh, that these things are accessed. The laying on of hands. So what's all that laying on of hands about? It's just simply we're taking what we acknowledge is a spiritual reality and we're saying, let's manifest that now in the physical world. The laying on of hands is the manifestation. Let me, let me touch on that just for a moment, then we're going to get to business here. Uh, some, if you've been a Christian a long time and have heard a lot of these things, some have fallen into this trap where they say, I, I'm healed, I'm just waiting on the manifestation. Okay, you're waiting on who? I mean... Who's in charge of that manifestation? Well, I'm just waiting on what? I mean, if someone said, I'm waiting on the Lord for the manifestation. No, you're not. You're really not. I'm not rebuking you. I'm not down on you. If people are hurting, hey, I hate pain. And I hate it in you. But I'm waiting on it. See, we got to bring those things back together. When we pray, that is the manifestation. When we lay hands on someone, that is the manifestation. The prayer or the command of faith or... Or, or these type of things, the laying on of hands, that is, we're manifesting it right there. All right, so we don't want to separate it. I got it. I'm just waiting on, no, 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 we're not waiting on anything. We're doing it right now. Does that make sense? Okay, uh, uh, gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit are one of those thing, ways that the Lord gives us something. And basically what we're doing is accessing the realm of the Spirit in where we have complete victory. We have complete soundness and wholeness, 100%. We're just laying hold of it and saying, bring it into the physical world. And there it goes. And now you can move it. And now you can do what you couldn't do before. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you guys, we're tapping into something huge. 
or tapping into something that's so very powerful. I tell you, the healing power of God and the healing reality of God is so much more powerful than any sickness or disease or broken anything. So much more powerful. If we could see it through God's eyes, we would look at the biggest problem that people have on earth and go, that? It's, it's not a fight. It's not a struggle. There is no wrestling between God and the devil going on here. The devil's defeated. And we're saying, yep, hallelujah, amen. Say it out loud with me. Say, healing is my reality. Healing is what I know. Amen. Let's do that again. Say that same thing. Healing is my reality. Healing is what I know. Say it again. Healing is my reality. Healing is what I know. Amen. So what are we doing there? Say, are we trying to uh, convince God to do something? No, we're just dealing with our own hearts. We're saying, I need to have a proper thought process, a proper mentality about what really is. Amen. Praise God. And I tell you, I, I tell you, I'm so happy to be a part of this. So when we're going to, for anyone who wants the uh, laying on of hands tonight, we'll do that and minister to you. And I'm just so thankful we can be a part of this because healing is everywhere. If we're trying real hard, we're missing it. Because then we're acting like it's not really here. Meaning healing and meaning, the, like it's, it's way off and we're trying to get it. But if we acknowledge reality, we're saying, this is not hard. Boop, 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 boop. That easy. You know, if someone, if you come forward and you want, and maybe you already got healed, you might want to check before you get all the way down here. But uh, if you find yourself, you know, tense, if you're nervous, I understand. Chill, don't be, because we're not going to do anything weird. Just totally relax. But if you find yourself tense, trying to get it, oh, this is my moment, ah, breathe. Seriously, and don't pray. Not right. Just if you want to say anything, thank you, Lord. Say it in a calm. Just relax. Why? Healing doesn't come from you. Doesn't come from me. We're just operating in it. It's everywhere. We're accessing it. There's a manifestation. There's a manifestation. There's a manifestation. There's a manifestation. Even if the, even if the problem is, uh, is mental, mental, uh, either a mental disease or mental anguish or uh, habits, habits that exist in the soul. Sometimes they may, may be demonic in origin, but it doesn't matter. Same power will drive those spirits out. And, or it's a, a brain change that needs to happen. Uh, Easy. Don't, 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 don't disqualify it and say, hey, does this count? Does this apply? Does it work in this area? Everything. Everything that's a result of the curse. Say, what if it's my fault? What if I did this to myself? Covers that too. A lot of our problems are our own fault. We're not going to disqualify. That's the reason he, you know, died for our sins. Because it was our fault. So what if I need to receive forgiveness and healing? Comes all comes together. 
And it's abundant. It's everywhere. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm just uh, seeing if there's anything else. <laughs> there's, there's some things I had mentioned there. And, uh, and definitely want you to come and be set free from those. But everything's on the table. Here's what...